Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for information and inspiration on the conscious parenting journey. I am Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and honored to be your guide in the work of showing up as your best for yourself and your family. If you feel as though parenting is one long personal growth and development workshop, you have come to the right place. The conversations you will hear on this podcast are all intended to offer you tools for moving forward, for expanding your lens, for shifting your narrative to one of possibility, connection, and empowerment. You can be the parent you wanna be. We are influencing the world with how we raise our children. When we bring deep listening, acceptance, and courage to our relationships, we are doing our part to evoke it in the world. I am thrilled to partner with you on this path. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, podcast listeners. My guest today is Tammy Kieses. Tammy is the head of school at the Irvine Hebrew Day School a former teacher, a positive discipline trainer, and a mama to three teenagers. Tammy has a number of credentials from her BA in psychology from UCLA to her master's from Columbia University's Teachers College in curriculum and instruction, and she is currently working on her doctorate. Tammy is a powerhouse, super passionate, and well-versed in what she does. I have had the privilege of watching her start and build the Irvine Hebrew Day School, which started with one kinder class, right? One kinder class, and now boasts grades K through five. She is a light and an inspiration to me and so many others. Hi, Tam. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Casey. Thank you for having me. Please share with the listeners a little bit more about how you found yourself doing what you do. Well, thank you again for welcoming me today. Five years ago, I was given this incredible opportunity to start a school. And I had prior to that been working at another school where I learned about positive discipline. And the school where I was at was actually a Muslim school. And it was an incredible gift that I was able to, as a Jewish person, work at a school and develop the connections and relationships with the community there. And 
it just so happens that I was given an opportunity to open a Jewish school after that. And I thought the same philosophy, the same beliefs, the same values were really universal between the two institutions. The main differences, of course, had to do with our ideology, our our understanding of what our focus will be with our children, which is on Jewish education, Jewish history, and learning um, their own beliefs and culture and traditions. So five years into it now, Casey, we have 50 students at our school who people thought in our community they would never be able to open another Jewish school because there were all these great schools in Orange County. And it turns out that there was a need for people to find their children in a space that they could teach them Jewish values, find pride and connection to their traditions that they weren't able to find and discover in in other institutions. Mm. So I'm really... In, a, in, a, in an unusual situation now in Orange County, Casey, because there's two other Jewish schools. And in this day and age, people have to ask themselves, why am I going to send my child to a Jewish school? And especially in light with what's been happening in the world this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, so this past week, more than ever, with the tragedy in Pittsburgh, and that was devastating enough that we've had even our own local situation with um, anti-Semitism showing up in our backyards. Mm -hmm. So the interesting part about this is that our community responded to this, not by becoming angry or um, wanting to lash out, but it drew us even even closer together. Mm -hmm. And so on Monday morning, after we heard about Pittsburgh, the first thing that we did with our children is teach them the prayer for healing Mm. and to have the children come together to say, this is the power of our community to lovingly focus on what can we do to help uh, the people who are now suffering and in pain without even mentioning what happened on Saturday. Mm -hmm. We didn't at, at our school, Casey, it's a K through fifth grade. So we made a decision to not even bring up and raise the issue with what happened in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And was that just about this, the age of the kids? And So absolutely. So I had consulted with psychologists, leaders in the field of education. Specifically, there's a network for Jewish educators that came together very quickly because this level of this event just was crushing. Mm-hmm. And it was it was um, something that all of us had not experienced on such a large scale level. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this act is the, the largest um, murder, mass murder of Jews on American soil that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. And so we have collectively responded and felt what it's like through other people's experiences, unfortunately, over this past year in Parkland and in our communities. Um, responded in our way of sending loving letters and being there. But when it happens to your community and in your immediate families, um, the level of awareness of how that feels is very different. Mm. And so the understanding is developmentally, it's it's not appropriate at, at certain ages to increase um, fear and anxiety, especially in young children. So the decision was made that parents should be the ones to provide their children with the information that they need. And so 
I wanted to to give the parents the tools so that they can have these conversations. Mm-hmm. They can decide what information they want to give their children. And they decided individually what was comfortable for their own families to share or not share and have those conversations. But needless to say, I had a parent come in first thing Monday morning um, who said, my child um, asked me on the way to school, why would God do this to somebody? Why would God harm, want to harm other people? Mm -hmm. And the father walked into my office and asked me, how do I respond to that? Mm -hmm. And my child's five years old. So I had to come from a a personal place, a, a place that I'm a mother. So how would I respond to my own child? But also as an educator and a background in psychology is Basically, we want to ask the kids more questions and say, what do you think about that? What do you feel about that? And let them process their own feelings rather than put our feelings in front Mm -hmm. and get and get curious. So my role this past week is just helping parents navigate their own feelings Mm -hmm. about what's happening first and foremost. Yeah, right. Because there's the kids, (laughs) but then there's the parents. Yeah. I mean... And listeners, I just got to say this really quick. So Tammy is my dear friend. I love you. It's so great. I love you. Feelings mutual. I'm looking at you through my computer right now. And I just want to say, I sent her a text this week because of the shooting and all the coverage. And, you know, Tammy, you were on my mind and I wanted to make sure you knew that I was thinking about you and that my heart was hurting for you and the rest of your community and really hurting just for all of us and the world right now. And And can I just stop you, Casey? Because that meant a lot to me. Hmm. And I can tell you that other people um, needed that from other people outside the Jewish community. Hmm. It was so important for you to text me because we don't just live in our own world and our own pain. We should be thinking about others in all these situations. So I didn't realize how much that meant to me until you sent me that text. Mm. And other people that I know were sharing similar stories of people putting notes in their mailboxes. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. 
warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Flowers being put on the entryways of schools and synagogues. And those little acts of kindness allowed for healing to happen and for connection to happen. So we don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. None of us should feel alone. Mm -hmm. Well, and what you responded to me with was a text and a picture, right? Yeah. Right after you sent me that message, I had just found out that um, somebody had written horrible graffiti on the wall in big red letters, profanity. Um, that was the entrance way to our bus stop for our students. Mm. And that's, that was something you never want a child to see on their morning to school. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, people have the presence of mind to cover it up right away. Oh, good. That the community, um, Law enforcement obviously reacted to try to find out what happened, mm -hmm. but it triggered um, a wave of really strong emotion in all the families, fear, fear and anxiety. Fear, and they yeah. were posting back and forth. And, you know, but I'll tell you, Casey, out of all of that, not one parent said, I'm not going to send my school child to school today. Right. Nobody reacted that way. Well, if that's... Any yeah, well, that's, the, I mean, let me just stop you for a sec because you sent me this picture and this text and you said, you know, this is what the kids saw or this is what was at the bus stop. And, and then you wrote, we chose to spend the day using our words for love and kindness, lots of mindful breathing and turning our hearts towards our communal humanity. And of course I responded to your text with my own expletives because I'm good <laughs> like that, you know, kind of a <laughs> what the fuck. And then you responded with people are children and they just want to belong. So talk to me about how your community, um, well, you've already kind of shared about, you know, how you're talking to the kids and like, where are you finding your ability to meet hate with love? Because I think all of us strive for this. And all of us, I think, in our hearts and our heads feel like if, you know, like you had mentioned the different levels of really getting this, the closer the tragedy is to you. And I think the closer it is, I would think the harder it is to walk that talk of 
meeting hate with love, especially when fear is so deep. So tell me about you and your ability to meet, to be there and to be in that place of love. That's a really good question. So the response to me is coming from a place of sadness. What have we done wrong that somebody feels that level of hate? Mm -hmm. And how can we admit and acknowledge that that person wasn't born that way? Right. Mm -hmm. I don't believe any human being was born feeling that level of bigotry and prejudice and hate and anger. What have we done as a society to perpetrate that, to perpetuate it? Mm -hmm. So the response that we have here as educators is to make sure that our students, they have the insight into each other that when somebody is having a hard time, when they're angry, when they're acting out, when they're having a challenge, we have to turn to that person and, and feel empathy and mm. feel compassion that they're struggling. And so we teach that every day at our school, that the kids, even at a kindergarten age, when somebody is looking for negative attention, um, and this is with positive discipline tools to teach them that attention-seeking behavior is because they're just looking to belong mm -hmm. and they're looking to connect or they don't have the tools to get my attention and to give the children um, depth of understanding about other people's emotional needs. And it starts every day when the moment we get to school, children are learning the insight into each other and are able to, to get use those tools, those positive discipline communication tools to respond to each other lovingly. Mm -hmm. And so when a child is, is having a meltdown or they're frustrated at our school, which isn't common, but it happens because they're children. Mm -hmm. They, they lose a game of tetherball at recess and they're kicking and they're, they're upset. And instead of a child going, Oh, you know, you're so loud. I don't like that. They'll say, Oh, did you lose the game? I'm sorry to hear that. You know, so you, we're, we're looking at teaching children from a very young age to acknowledge and validate that other people's feelings are coming from a place of frustration or sadness or mm -hmm. anger. Um, it, we use a lot of literature in our school to use as springboards and starting points for conversation. Mm -hmm. There's so many rich um, pieces of fiction and literature and storybooks now out there. There's a, a book actually that um, we use um, that I actually even used at a positive discipline training recently called um, We're All Wonders. And I don't know if you're familiar with I that don't story, know, but, but I love the title. And it's such an incredible book about a little boy that can't go out in the sun and they, he wears a helmet and he has um, facial you know, disconfiguration and how a child should be able to turn to another child that looks like this and see them as just being different mm -hmm. and not judging or not feeling afraid or not feeling um, that that they have to feel better about themselves by being hurtful to somebody. So mm. I think that that's the point of view. Our, our dominant mindset at the school is that every child wants to belong. And when an adult or when a person commits an act of violence, they too have struggled in their life with their own pain and they are suffering. And I think that will serve our children well yeah. to respond to others that way. 
So are they connecting those dots between like, this is me and my classroom with my co with my fellow students and the belonging conversation and then out beyond the classroom do you feel like the kids are connecting those dots because I loved that that's what you I mean I, I burst into tears actually when you responded to my text that way because I I totally believe you know that's what I yeah. believe too like somebody's gonna cut me off it it's easy to be like oh that jerk or whatever but it's freeing to think, wow, they must be in a big hurry or gosh, they must have gotten some, maybe some news that they are unhappy about, right? Like it's, it's actually more freeing to, to show up with compassion than it is to be trapped in anger and defensiveness and, and fear. So it's interesting that you asked me that question because our students, the older students that have been here for a few years, sometimes will say things to us like, you know, in the real world, people are very, say hurtful things. Yeah. And what are we going to do when that happens? You know, it sounds like parents (laughs) in my parenting class. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had a student ask me that the other day and I said, well, you can say to that person, um, you know, it really hurt my feelings the way you spoke to me. And I'm sorry that, you know, you're feeling that way, but I hope you can work through it. And the little boy, that was really satisfying to him. He's like, oh, I can just say to somebody that that hurt my feelings. And I said, absolutely. You're not supposed to just accept somebody else's anger and just internalize it. We have to learn how to advocate for ourselves, to respond to it and in a loving, respectful way let them know that that was painful and that wasn't okay. Um, So we're teaching the children how to validate each other's feelings. So it happens every day at our school, Casey, where you see um, somebody get frustrated because they can't do a math problem and put their head on their desk and, you know, say, I'm not going to do this. And the person, the child next to them will say, I can see you're having a hard time. How can Mm. I help you? Mm. So good. So it's not a perfect um, school where everybody is behaving all the time, but it is perfect. It's perfect in its understanding of how we're giving them real opportunities to connect and respond. So to answer your question, that we're hoping that as they get older and they see others' actions, they don't react by matching their anger and matching their intolerance and matching their hatred. We want them to respond with understanding and compassion. And we're already seeing that happening because they're teaching their parents that they're now saying to their parents, you know, you really don't know why that person's behaving that way. Maybe we need to find out before you blame them and criticize them. And their parents are coming to me and telling me these stories all the time. Like, wow, you know, I wish my kid wasn't this insightful because now they know like what an, what an asshole I am. (laughs) (laughs) And they're calling me out on it. They're calling me out. And now I'm like, okay, it's okay. You're not, you're not a bad person, but they're helping you become a better person yeah. and they're helping you not to, to um, it's, it's really important that these kids are our teachers right now. Mm-hmm. They are able, and they're even more equipped to cope with their own stress than mm-hmm. some of their parents now. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer our father's questions, why is God doing that? We say God gives us many opportunities to look for kindness and goodness mm. 
And this is another way for us to remind ourselves of how we need to have hope and we need to have love. Yeah. This is a big opportunity, right? Like this is the Super Bowl of opportunities. Yep. Absolutely. Talk to me about the parallels between the teachings of the Torah, because you have a lot of Jewish education. Well, Jewish education is one of the pillars of your school and Mm -hmm. positive discipline. I've heard you talk about this before, but you know, and especially I have no idea the demographics of my podcast other than moms, probably hi dads. Yeah. I know there's like five dads that listen, but <laughs> mostly it's moms, right? Mostly it's white moms. I have no idea what their religious affiliations are, but I know that I am a white non-Jewish woman over mm-hmm. here um, with very little, like I, we were laughing before we got on that. I mean, a menorah and a dreidel and bat mitzvahs. That's pretty much what I know which is really sad to say out loud. So actually, I think you would be surprised. You probably know a lot more about Torah than you realize because it's the Bible. And any other religion, um, Christianity and the Muslim religion and even Buddhism, there's a lot of overlap in all of our values. And so when you look to where those values came from, Torah is a foundational text that people refer to. So the Quran acknowledges and um, references the Torah. And Christianity is the New Testament, but they're referencing that there was an Old Testament. There there was um, something before that. So is the Old Testament the Torah? Correct. Oh. It's It's the Bible. Oh. And there's a lot. Exactly. See, you know a lot more than you realize. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. (laughs) Um, So like... There are universal values that are in place that are, though, textually based in Torah. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be able to read a sentence, um, the Ten Commandments. We can read um, every week our children read Torah text mm-hmm. and we lift out the pieces that are relevant to our students. So this week in the Torah, there's a portion of the Torah that they read every week. And this week's portion, our matriarch and our patriarch pass away. And they are then replaced by the next generation that is supposed to give light and love to the fir- the next generations. Oh my gosh! And so the timing of that was very powerful. And so this week we took the Torah text and said, "What teachings? What do we want them to go home with?" And so we ended up um, having them make homemade Shabbat candles because in this week's text. Rivka lit the Shabbos candles. And so the children, we want them to go home and bring light into their homes this week, Mm. taking the Torah, looking at the traditions that were built from it, and then moving it forward in a relevant way into their own lives. Um, There's so much positive discipline skills that are in it that relate back to Torah. And one of them is teshuva. And it's asking for forgiveness. Mm. And how do we do that? I have a whole and, episode about making amends. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Well, it's all in the Torah. I mean, there's yeah. actual so much rich um, insight into humanity and how to have connections with people through mm-hmm. tradition. So we are relating what we're doing every day back to these teachings that mm. have been given to all, to all of us, really. Yeah. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. 
I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. And um, so it's making it relevant and, and it's helping them to understand that it's it like, we'll point to it and say, it says right here that we need to speak kindly and respectfully to others. Mm-hmm. This, this was not something, this is not new information for any yeah. of us, but what positive discipline does is it gives us the skills to be able to speak kindly to each other. Right. Like <laughs> this is a great opportunity for a bug and a wish. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love all of that overlap. And I I really appreciate that you highlight just how, you know, the ancient traditions are all intertwined. It's insane that everything is presented as so separate in 2018 when it all comes from that same, those same universal principles. Absolutely. And so one of the reasons why we built the school though, Casey, is that there is a, it's hard for a Jewish person to not find themselves easily assimilating into the world and Mm -hmm. forgetting our own text and our own traditions and our own, um, value and being proud of that. And my, my goal personally is for every single race, religion, and person to be proud and feel knowledgeable, connected, authentic in their own life Mm -hmm. so that we can all turn to each other and value and respect each other. Yeah. And celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, in order to do that, it's sometimes you need to take the time to get to know who you are a little bit more Mm -hmm. and to, in order to be authentic and proud, it does help to have the knowledge of where I came from and, and what is this Torah that I'm reading? Um, I admit that as an adult, I didn't appreciate how impactful Judaism, the Torah and the traditions were until I started running a Jewish day school. Mm -hmm. I've now come back and have become more um, excited to learn about my own traditions that, that were given to me for my whole life. But now I get to re revisit them. Yeah. Even, even celebrating Shabbat. Yeah. 
Well, so again, as a white non-Jewish woman over here raising kids in the same world, yeah. what do you need from me? How can, you know, the non-Jewish community continue to be in support of the Jewish community? I think that to see ourselves as a we mm-hmm. and not say that there's a they over there, mm-hmm. that they are Jews and they are African-Americans and they are um, bisexual or mm-hmm. Hispanics. I mean, we have to, that's, that's what I need. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, as a community, we're finding this week more than ever that the coming together and connecting through an unfortunate tragedy is giving us an opportunity to become a we, Mm -hmm. that we can all be this person. We can all be, we can all be uh, a good person, a kind person, a loving person, but we could also be the one on the end of a tragedy too. None of us are going to preclude preclude ourselves from not being open to that. So we have to come together now more than ever. Um, So I think that that voice of unity and saying, I'm standing with you and those messages of we believe and we're supporting you is what everybody needs. Yes. We all need to stand together. I, be- I think that statement alone is powerful. Oh yeah. Well, and this show is coming out on Tuesday, the 6th. So people, if you're listening to this show on the day that it's being published, get your ass to the voting booth, please. Absolutely. And so we, there you go. We're all about it. So we're actually right now in the midst of our own student council elections this week. And we have students running for student government and we are are teaching them how to be civically responsible. And the kids asked me, I have to tell you, they said, do we have an option to vote? I said, nope. Everybody has to vote. (laughs) But we're teaching them why. Everybody has to vote and no one's allowed to tweet. Nobody's allowed to tweet. Um, But So the whole civics lessons this week has been about, you know, positive leadership, what makes a good leader, Mm, what qualities aren't. So our kids are having to raise their game and be role models and show that they are a positive leader. We had fair and equitable campaigning practices (laughs) on our school site. So everybody was only given one poster and they weren't allowed to hand out anything. They have to. No special interest, no special interest groups. We don't have any PACs, nothing (laughs) happening. (laughs) They wanted them. Um, There is some concerns about our voting booth. So the fifth graders created the voting booth. And I said, there will not be any technology interventions, nothing, nothing happening, but um, no hanging but, chats. So that's, that's, so this week is the week to talk about the power of words and yeah. the power of voice, and the power of action. And so we're living it at the school right now. I want to empower each of these kids to know that their voice matters. And so we're creating and nurturing the next generation of hopefully responsible, amazing leaders of our world. Yay. Thanks for that. Holy cow. Absolutely. Well, so in the context of all that we've talked about, about parenting and raising our kids through this, this turbulent time, and it feels like a lot of human ugliness as, as well as this beautiful coming together, I think exists as well. Absolutely. What does joyful courage mean to you, Tam? Oh, it's being brave every day mm. to make the right decisions for ourselves and those that love us and inviting joy despite the challenges, despite the the heartaches, 
we have to choose joy. Mm. And that's what you're doing every day with joyful courage. And I think that there's no other way to live our lives at this point. Yeah. So if listeners wanted to find you, find your school, where could they find more information? Well, we, I, I think the best source is Facebook. Okay. Uh, we tend to post a lot of videos and pictures of joyful learning happening awesome. every day. Um, so Facebook, uh, Irvine Hebrew Day School Facebook, and also mm-hmm. we do have a website where there's a lot of information about our philosophy of education, um, our social emotional learning emphasis. Um, that also is, it's important to have the academic engagement and rigor and, and the real meaningful learning happening. So we're trying to do it, it all. Yeah. Um, Tell me yeah, your, we, what's the website? What's it called? It's um, Irvine Hebrew Day. Dot org. Okay, great. Yay. Oh, yes. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you so much for spending time with me. It was my pleasure. I always love spending time with you. Hey, friends, you might remember me talking about Patreon before here on the show. Patreon is this really cool place that connects creators like me with consumers like you. I absolutely love creating this podcast. I think you can tell. And so many of you reach out to me and let me know what an impact the show makes on you and ask how you can support me in the creation of it. And this is how you can become a patron. Becoming a patron of the Joyful Courage podcast allows you the gift of being in contribution to the sustainability of the show. Yay. There's three levels that you can choose from. One is you simply contribute a dollar a month. That is the Joyful Courage fan level. Or you could think, you know, I could I could do $5 a month. You know, you could give $5 a month to the show, become a Joyful Courage friend. And as a thank you gift, you also get the Chaos to Calm video program, which I think you'll love. Or you might even be someone who's like, you know what? I could definitely give $10 a month. $10 a month feels really good to me. Here's what you get for contributing $10 a month to the Joyful Courage podcast. You get to be a part of the Joyful Courage super fam. Joyful Courage super fam status gets you the family meeting e-course. You get a half hour coaching call with me and every month for as long as you're at that $10 level, you get to be in a closed Facebook group and I'm going to be doing webinars for all the Joyful Courage super fam peeps. The webinars are going to come directly from the questions and conversations that we're having in the community. So I want this to be a humongous win-win. I want to give you an easy step into up-leveling how you're interacting with me and the Joyful Courage content. I want to provide you the opportunity to be in contribution and in the exchange of energy around this show that we all love. So head on over to check it all out. Go to www.patreon.com slash joyful courage. That's www.patreon.com slash joyful courage. We are all in this together, people. Thank you so much for all the ways that you support me and the work of joyful courage. Joyful Courage community, you are amazing. Big thanks and love to my team, including producer Chris Mann at Podshaper. 
please be sure to join in the discussion over at the Live and Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group, as well as the Joyful Courage business page on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or really anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. You can view the current Joyful Courage programs and my coaching offers over at the webpage. Simply head to www.joyfulcourage.com to find more support for your conscious parenting journey. If you want to give back to the show, and I really hope you do, become a patron. Click donate on the website to give back to the show that gives you so much. Any comments or feedback about this episode or any others can be sent to Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I personally read and respond to all the emails that come my way. Reach out. Take a breath, drop into your body, find the balcony seat and trust that everything is going to be okay. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.